moments I'm going to share something with you that will change your life I truly believe it will but not because I'm preaching no but because it's the Word of God and how many believes the Word of God is true I have to believe it do you know why I have to believe it pastor one my faith tells me it's true but two it has been proven time and time and time again they just discovered more Dead Sea Scrolls that confirm the Word of God. They just discovered them. I mean, it started in 1947 discovering the Dead Sea Scrolls, and isn't it something Israel became a nation in 1948? Uh, Brother Reuben, they started discovering these Dead Sea Scrolls. They just discovered a new group of them that confirms what the Bible has said all the time, all along. See, they, they said for years that King David was never found. They never had a King David. But just recently, not too uh, in the, our modern time, they discovered a scroll and it talks about the house of David. See, beloved of God, they, they have told so many times that the Bible doesn't add up, but we are finding archaeological digs that are proving the Word of God. How many knows the Word of God is true? Okay, if you have your Bibles, I want you to get your Bibles, your tablets, or your phone, and I'm not going to keep you long until, I mean, tomorrow. But beloved of God, hallelujah, you'll get two hours sleep, amen. Somebody said, I used to go party all night and get them to go to work. But guess what? You can have church that way, amen. Yeah. Somebody said, we need to leave now. Go to the restroom, and I'll follow you out, amen. Get your Bibles and hold it up, please. In fact, you know what? Would you stand in reverence to the reading of the Word of God tonight? Would you just pray with me and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I will be what it says I can be. I will do what it says I can do. I will have what it says I can have. And I will apply it to my life. Go with me to Acts, the second chapter, and the, 44, uh, the 45th through the 47th verse. Acts 2, 45 through 47. I, 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 as I was standing back there with Brother Daniel, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me the name Carl. I don't know who, if Carl's here or watching online or who's praying for Carl, but I just heard that in my spirit, God is touching Carl. How many believes God can get a hold of Carl tonight? Amen. Amen. Acts 2, verses 45 and 47. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord, verse 46, in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, Acts 2, verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. You may be seated. I want you to imagine this. Pastor, I want you to imagine coming here Sunday morning and 3,000 people be standing out there. Hallelujah. Brother Larry, imagine showing up at Abundant Life and, and, and Pastor Wittenberg calling you and say, you need to get here right now. And you say, why? He says, we have 3,000 people standing outside. That's how quick the church grew. Just that quick. In fact, it is estimated that from the first day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of God fell, within a three-month period, it is estimated, Pastor, the church grew to 100,000 people in three months. Now, beloved of God, how many would like to see God do something like that in our day and time? Amen? Well, this is so unique right here because I, I want you to notice what the people did. 
they sold their possessions and their goods and they distributed it to those who had need. Now, now let me clarify this. So all of you all who are hearing this in the United States of America, this is not socialism or communism taking place in the book of Acts. No, it is not. See, socialism and communism is literally the transitional social state of removing, hallelujah, uh, and overthrowing capitalism to install control. America will never be a socialist, ca uh, a communist country because there's too many free-loving people in this country. Amen? If you don't believe it, why do you think people sneak across our border and they sneak across the north and the south? It's because they want to get to freedom. And they want to get to where things are happening. Amen? But what were they doing when they sold possessions and they sold their goods? Pastor, they were building a new church. They were encouraging each other. That's what it was all about. That's the same way as when you give your offering into the revival, you're building each other up. You know how you're doing it? Your offerings here today not only bless this church, but we, our ministry, is able to go to another church and bless that church. You are gaining souls every time you sow into the offering. See, we don't look at it like that. When you bring your food Sunday, some of you all will make a dish and you'll bring it. Did you know what you're doing? You're breaking bread. You're bringing and ministering to someone else. Maybe somebody can't buy some food or bring some food. So what are you doing? You're breaking bread. You're bringing it to encourage and uplift each other. Beloved of God, before you get out of here tonight, somebody's going to get the bread of life into their heart. And somebody's going to get the bread of life into their spirit, and things are going to change. Hallelujah. Somebody said, Brother, why are you standing up there preaching instead of down there? Because I don't want to mess up my, my table. Amen. Hello? But, but God, love to God, look what it said. It said, hallelujah, that they began to build each other up spiritually. Let's read verse 46. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. Now, let me give you a little lesson here. Hallelujah. The, I, I am not telling you going from house to house. In other words, you need to get into a church and get rooted into a church and be built up in that church. But like some of you from other churches are coming to this revival, that's what they're talking about. Encouraging each other. Building one another up. Not, not having any roots. Look at somebody say, I got no roots for my home is never on. I'm the only one that knows that song. Alright, amen. <laughs> my worldly side came out. Hallelujah. But beloved of God, look what it says. And they went into the temple daily. What have you been doing since gathering? You've been coming to the church daily. Do you know that this couple, hallelujah, I don't know if it's every week, but when they haven't been in revival with us, they've been going and ministering to a ladies group, pouring into them. And beloved of God, some of you forget that daily you have an opportunity to encourage somebody. Daily you have a... I pray for daily divine appointments every day. I had two of them today. One of them in a parking lot and one of them in a store. I had two divine appointments. Two people came up to me. They knew me. Brother, I didn't know them. But they knew me. And one of them came up here and said, I hope you have a good day. I said, thank you. God bless you. They said, no, God bless you. And then another one caught me. And another one said, man, I am so glad you prayed for me. He said, I, I, I needed God to do something. And God did it. And I said, we're having church tonight. He said, I've already got another appointment, but I'll try to be there Sunday. See, beloved of God, God gives us an opportunity to break bread every day. God wants you and I to feed each other. God wants you and I to nourish each other. God wants you and I to encourage and build each other up. Beloved of God, it is time for the church, hallelujah, to start telling you, if you're too weak to do it yourself, I'll help you up. If you can't pray, I'll pray with you. If you can't get through, I'll get you through anybody ready to encourage one another. See, beloved God, before I continue, let me just share this with you. God wants you to build each other up. Now, the expression breaking of bread, it's used in different ways in the Bible, such as where we're reading right now. 
where they went from the temple to each other's house, breaking bread from house to house. That's an expression, Pastor, that means they went and had fellowship with each other. Now see, Sunday afternoon after church, we're going to have fellowship with each other. We're going to break bread with each other. We're going to encourage each other. And see, beloved of God, God wants us to do that. See, that's why you have church. You spend, hallelujah, so much time in the world. You think about it. The people you work around, probably the majority of them aren't saved. The people you hang around, probably they're your old friends that remember what you used to do. Hallelujah. The things that come across your television are probably things that you should not be watching or listening. Hallelujah. But beloved of God, when you get in the house of God and you begin to worship together, you begin to build each other up. You're breaking bread. God wants us to break some bread. You, you, you think you're starving spiritually? get to the house of God. When you're going through a valley, get to the house of God. When you're going through a trial, get to the house of God. In the house of God, you are built up. How do I know? Well, I'm glad you asked, Pastor. Philippians, the first chapter, the fourth through the sixth verse. Look what it says. I love this scripture. I share it with many ministers. Philippians 1, verses 4 through 6. Always, in every prayer of mine, for you... All making requests with joy. Verse 5. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Verse 6. Being confident in this very thing that he which began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. If that doesn't encourage you, nothing will. If you can't get encouraged, hallelujah, by somebody telling you, I'm praying for you. Somebody telling you, I mean, I'm here for you. I, I want to help you. Oh, beloved of God, glory to God. There are so many discouraged people in the house of God, but God is bringing you to the table and the table glory to God is going to have some bread of life on it the table is going to have some bread of life that's going to nourish you that's going to strengthen you that's going to uplift you that's going to bless you but unless you partake of that bread you're not going to have much life so the first sign of the bread of life is fellowship here you go my brother uh-huh, get you a little bit of hummus, or maybe some honey and some butter. Ooh. Ah. Hallelujah. And see, see, I just fellowshiped with my brother. See, see, I just went over there, and, and, and I fellowshiped with him, and, and, and glory to God, hallelujah. I, I thought, you know what, I, I want to fellowship with somebody else. Here you go, Brother Ron. Hallelujah. Brother Ron grabbed you like, brother, I'm hungry. Thank God. Whoa, I needed that. Uh, so one of the, the, the areas of breaking of bread is fellowship. Because that's what God wants you and I to have is fellowship. And see, beloved of God, hallelujah, and fellowship is not two fellows in the same ship. It's two men and women coming together praising God. Some of y'all get that ready, uh, later. Amen. See, fellowship is important to the uh, people of God. Many years ago, I was in Bakersfield, California. And I, I had a, this man on my heart. And, and I ended up with a week open for revival. And I thought, okay, God, I'm going to call this man. And so I called him, and, and he said these words, my brother, how are you doing? I was thinking about you the other day. I said, well, I'm glad you were thinking about me. I called you. I said, I'm in the area. I was in Bakersfield. I said, I'm in the area, and I have a week open for revival. Would you like to have revival? Pastor, he said something that, that has always amazed me. He went, oh, praise God. I've been praying for revival. Oh, praise God. I've been thinking about you, and I've been praying for revival. He said, I am so glad you called. And then I said, well, praise God. I'm glad I called too. And then he said the most unusual thing. He said, let me call you back in a few days. Let me ask my church if they want to have a revival. Let me ask my leaders if they want to have revival. Now, in one breath, he said, I've been praying for revival. I'm hungry for revival. And then the next thing is, I better get permission. Either you're the leader of the house or you're not the leader of the house. Amen? And beloved of God, hallelujah, I told him, I said, well, brother, you just call me back when you can. 
it wasn't 24 hours, I got a message of another minister not too far called and said, I need a revival. Are you in the area? I said, yes, I am. He said, can you start? And he gave me the exact date that I needed open. And beloved of God, hallelujah, I said, I'll be there. Three days, three whole days after the, the second pastor. So that would have been almost a, a five days. That other guy called back and said, I talked to him and they said, you know what? It would be okay. Why don't we have a few days revival? And my wife told him, brother, you're too late. He's already booked another revival somewhere else. Amen. And that pastor's response was this. Why would he do that? I told him I was going to call him back. And she said, brother, you've got to know something about my husband. When God speaks to him, He's going to listen, and he's not going to say, I have to go check with somebody else. He's going to go ahead and follow God. Amen. And beloved of God, that is, hallelujah, a nourishing. We had a breakout revival. So what did that tell me? That preacher who had to go check, he missed out on his nourishment. He missed out on his freshness. Not because of me. I'm not fresh. Hallelujah. I'm talking about because of God's spirit. But I wasn't the bread. God was the bread. I wasn't the anointing. God was the anointing. Beloved of God, some of you are missing out on the bread of fellowship because you ain't seeing it. God's showing up in ways you never thought he'd show up. And so you think that can't be God. But God will show up any way he wants to show up. God will show up in a way that you never thought. And he'll say, I'm ready to fellowship with you. Amen. <laughs> it's like, no way can God show up with that person. Really? It's like that man who walked in and he was real grubby looking and real grubby and walked into the church and he said to the secretary, he said, I'm looking for the head hog of this place. She said, excuse me? He said, you heard me. I'm looking for the head hog of this place. She said, you mean the pastor? You're looking for the pastor? She said, we call him pastor. And she said, please refer to him as pastor. He said, I don't care what you refer to him. I have $20,000 I want to give to the church. She said, I'll be right back. Porky's back there. Amen. Hit up. <laughs> Uh, see, beloved of God, you got to make up your mind. Is it the devil or is it God? If it's coming in overalls, hallelujah, you better look in its eyes because it might just be the fellowship you need. Amen. And glory to God, God's wanting to feed you. Bread breaking is important to the house of God. That's why you should get into church and stay in church. You want your children dedicated? Get in church. You want to have a place where you can get hope? Get in church. You want to have a place where you can get inspired get in church you want to have a place where you can get filled with the Holy Ghost get in church you want to have a place where you can come and dance and glorify God without being drunk get in church of course I don't know you might get drunk on the spirit Ooh, I carried a lot of people out Anybody ever seen that in church? Oh, if you've never seen it in church, it's fun. Because you know it's God. Because you know, uh, you say, well, bless God, brother. I don't think that really happens like that. I don't really think that's God. Well, you need to read the book of Acts. It said they came staggering out, and these people said, these men are drunk. And Peter said, no, 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 these are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. I'll pour out my spirit. Anybody want to have the bread of life? First Thessalonians 5.11 says this, encourage, First Thessalonians 5.11, so encourage each other, build up each other, just as you already are doing. In other words, don't stop. Uh, Winston Churchill made a real famous saying, he said, when going through hell, don't stop. See, bread was very important in the imagery of God, Pastor. Bread was very important. He sent manna, which, which Jesus, Sister Mary, called angels' food. He sent manna to them. Bread was very important to the imagery of God.
Let me show you. Hebrews 9, 12, you don't, or 9, 2, you don't have to go there. Let me just read it to you. It says, there were two rooms in that tabernacle. Two rooms. And in the first room, there was a lampstand. That's my lampstand, brother. I know my candles are getting weak, but I got another one back there. Amen. There was a lampstand. And then it said, and there was a table. And, and then it says, and there was sacred loaves of bread. And this was the room called the holiest place. You have the holy place and the holiest of holies. The holiest of holies was where the Ark of the Covenant is. I have a replica of the Ark of the Covenant. You should have seen the day we brought it into our ministry uh, church there. People begin to cry and fall prostrate before it. They begin to just weep. One woman held on to it crying. It was just a replica. But it, it, it was such a symbol of what God was doing. This bread that they're talking about that is on the table. Sister Mary, it's called the showbread. Or the shoebread. We pronounce it showbread. This bread was made in such a way God told them you could leave it out for a whole week in the air and it would not mildew and it would not mold. And beloved of God, this bread called the showbread, it was such an imagery to God. This is how they would keep it. See, they would keep it like this. So that's how it looked. But it never molded. It never went bad. And in fact, hallelujah, this is what would take place. Come here, priest. The priest would come in. And the priest would come to the table. And there, hallelujah, we, 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 we see the communion. Now, the priest, he has to go into the holiest of holies. But do you know what he would do before he went in there? Let me tell you, I'm glad you asked. Some of y'all are so excited you don't know what to do. You're like, do I get a piece of bread? Yes, in a minute. <laughs> Hallelujah. And this bread's good. Hallelujah. I already tasted it. As the minister, I felt like I owed it to you to take a bite. Amen. <laughs> but this is what would happen. The people would come in. Come here, young man. The people would come in, and when they would come in, come here, son, the priest would stand there and show them the bread and say, show bread. You get it? He would say, look at the miracle of the bread, that it's not molded, it's not mildewed, it's not decaying, it's as fresh today as it was one week ago when we made it. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. Why did they tell the people that? They wanted to encourage them that what they're seeing could be in their life. What the priest was telling them could be in their life. What the priest was showing them could be in their life. Church, God wants to give you freshness in your life. Quit being stale. Quit being day-old bakery. Go ahead and get fresh. Go ahead and get revived. And go ahead and show the power of God. Thank you, son. You can sit down. <laughs> I love how pastor's standing, pastor standing there like he's actually held wine before. <laughs> you keep racing, brother, and the houses keep racing. <laughs> uh, but look. See? Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, my mother's, uh, my mother, yeah, hey, brother, my mother was Italian. I know all about this, amen. Besides that, I'm related to Tim. And you see, I want you to think about this. They, they, they had the communion there, and look how Sister Audra went and got this bread and this wine for me. Look how blood red that is. Isn't that red? Did you know that every one of us bleeds the same color? Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but you know what they say? If you cut yourself in space, your blood is not red. Say it again. Someone said it. It's blue. Do you know what makes it red? Oxi okay, so you all know things too. It's hard to preach to some people who are the smartest people in the room. I guess the room's too small if you're the smartest one. Amen. But you're right. It's because oxygen hits your blood. And isn't it something, sis, instantly your blood turns red. It doesn't start out blue. It turns red. And beloved of God, hallelujah, th this showbread was a sign of God's freshness. 
It was a sign. This communion is the sign of God's, hallelujah, precious blood. And the priest's responsibility was to show the people the freshness of God. See? You're doing a good job. Your arm's going to be on fire in a minute. But, he, <laughs> but, but he's showing that there it is. Look what God has done. How many wants some freshness in your life? <laughs> Somebody just said, thank God, I'm going to get rid of that woman. I'm going to get something fresh. No! No! You're reading this all wrong. God wants you to have the spiritual freshness in your life. But I just wonder today, what's causing you from not seeing fresh bread? Every day, every day, every day, when they came out, Pastor, every day there was manna on the ground. Everywhere. They went out and they picked it up. Somebody just said, I sure hope he doesn't feed that to me. Uh, I'll eat it, people. I ain't afraid of it. Five second rule. Amen. Or has that been 10 seconds? Okay. Amen. Every day they'd go out and, and they would pick it up. But this is unique. God told them, don't keep it overnight. Read it in Exodus, in Numbers. Read it. Don't keep it overnight. If they kept it overnight, the priest would say, look, you, you got it. Don't keep it overnight. It'll go bad that quick. Worms would materialize and eat the bread. But then God said, except on the Sabbath day. You keep it for two days. Did you know that the Ark of the Covenant had showbread in it? that never went bad. Uh -huh. It was in a jar that it never went bad. Well, y'all ain't getting that. You are the jar <laughs> that the bread's going in. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if you hold on to the Lord, it'll never go bad. If you hold on to the Lord, it'll give you peace. It'll give you strength. It'll give you... Oh, does anybody got a shout within your heart? The bread of life. <laughs> I can hear people, they're like, he's sweating, that ain't my bread. Amen. <laughs> okay, look, people, here's evidence. Look, there it is. Oh, my Lord, God, touch everybody in this house. So, so what, what have we found out? First, bread represents fellowship. Secondly, bread was important to God. It symbolized, hallelujah, the life that was there. Third, the type of breaking of bread is, is evidence at the Last Supper. Jesus, hallelujah, took bread and break it. And Sunday, we're going to partake of communion as we nail your needs to the cross. And when we partake of that communion and your needs are nailed to the cross, beloved of God, we're solidifying that Christ died for our sins. And see, beloved of God, so we find out, one, bread breaking represents fellowship. Two, bread breaking represents what God wants us to have, freshness every day of our life. But thirdly, bread breaking is a significance to the Christian because it symbolizes the death of Christ, the breaking of the body, the shedding of the blood. Another significance of the breaking of bread is the symbolizing of Jesus Christ himself. Jesus said in John 6, 35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. The word of God says, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Beloved, I don't want to... I was getting this message together this week and I heard an interview on the radio and, and, and this is a doctor and he said something that amazed me. He said the longest recorded fast of just water is over 300 days. He said, I wouldn't recommend people do it. He said, but the longest recorded fasting of, of, of a person is three over 300 days. All they drank was water. Undoubtedly, that person needed to do, really get something out of their system. <laughs> it was like, I, I feel a poison. Amen. I, I'm going to rinse it. Amen. Hello? 
But beloved of God, he said, I wouldn't recommend that. He said, because, hallelujah, the blood is your life, but you need nourishment. Some of y'all don't even get this. If you don't have the bread of life, which is Jesus Christ, you're going to starve for all eternity. You think 300 days without food is something. Try eternity without food, without love, without joy, without peace, without light, without happiness, without any of those things that heaven has to offer you. If you don't nourish yourself through Jesus Christ now, eternity is going to starve you because you're going to be starved in the flames of hell, wanting God to do something and it will never stop. I don't want to go hungry through eternity. I want to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I want to eat of the fruit of life. I want to walk on streets of gold. I want to see Jesus. I want to drink from the spring that never runs dry. Anybody ready to get refreshed in your life? Raise your hand and say, I'm hungry. But see, Jesus took that bread. And you know what he did? Everybody say, if you're such a faith man, why are you using this? Because y'all aren't. And Jesus tore, broke that bread. And then he began to hand it out. And you know what the disciples did? Hallelujah, give me. They tore that bread. Here you go. Huh? They began to tear that bread. You already got some. You can't get more. Huh? They begin to tear that bread. See, sometimes right before your greatest miracle, your greatest blessing, the greatest breakthrough, you're going to feel a tearing. You're going to feel God pulling off something. And you're thinking to yourself, God, what is it? And God is saying, oh, I preached a message. Hallelujah. Come here, brother. Stand right here. I preached a message years ago. And I, and, and, I, and I used a pastor, and I didn't know this pastor was going through such a trial and a tribulation. And I said, sometimes you have that cloak of peace and that cloak of anointing, but hallelujah, it's starting to tear off. And you're thinking, no, I, I need to keep that. I need to, no, God's saying, no, I need to tear this off. I need to tear it off because it's hindering what I'm trying to do. Some of y'all are trying to hold on to something, but God is saying, I'm trying to tear it off of you so I can get you freedom. It, it's not comfortable. It's not happy. It's not joyous. But glory to God, you need to tear that thing off because the bread of life is trying to nourish you. The bread of life is trying to get in there. Your healing is in the bread. Your prosperity is in the bread. Your breakthrough is in the bread. Your anointing is in the bread. Your deliverance is in the bread. Anybody ever, I'm going to show my age. And one, I'll show yours too. <laughs> you got any bread? You got any bread, brother? I need some bread. Huh? How many remember that saying? Huh? If you don't know all the younger generations, that's what we said when we talked about money. <laughs> Anybody remember that? You got some bread? Hey, man, I need some bread. Huh? It's like, well, you go get the butter and I'll give you some bread. Amen. Hey, and beloved God, why? Because bread represented you could buy or sell something. Bread represented you could get something that you didn't have. Oh, y'all ain't getting that. I just gave you a very valuable lesson in the speak of the 70s. Amen. Hello. Beloved of God, everybody go, righteous dude. See, beloved of God, God wants us, hallelujah, to get back to the bread. God wants us to get it in here. So what did we learn? Bread, pastor, represents fellowship. What did we learn? God had an imagery of bread in the tabernacle that he showed, I can keep you fresh as long as I want. What did we learn about bread? We learned that bread represents the breaking and the tearing that Jesus Christ did for us. And sometimes God tears things out of us. Sometimes God is moving things for our benefit. And God is saying, what did we find out about bread? It's our nourishment. It's our strength. It's our hope. It's our joy. It's our breakthrough. Anybody ready to get some bread in your life? Raise your hand and say, God, I need some bread. You walk around, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. I just can't get happy. 
Anybody ever met somebody that was just always unhappy? Always unhappy. No matter what's going on, they're just, you can, they could win a million dollars. And they go, wow. Oh, somebody will probably kill me for it. Uh, hello? You knew somebody like that? Are they still alive, Brother Ron, or did you get rid of them? Okay, amen. Brother Ron said, no, no, they're alive. I mean, you think about it. They get a new car and say, oh, yeah, I'll probably get in a wreck in a minute. Uh, anybody ever met somebody like that? Uh, yeah, no matter, I mean, no matter. Well, I love this. When it rains, it pours. Oh, thank God it pours. I want the former and the latter rain together. How many wants that kind of rain? I know somebody. <laughs> they, they don't like it when people walk under ladders. Do you all use a lot of ladders? Yeah, and, and, and they, don't, they can't stand it when somebody will walk under a ladder because the supersession says, don't walk under a ladder. So you know what? When I'm with them, I walk under a ladder. Amen. <laughs> they go, don't do that. And I'm like, why? Don't do oh, No, amen. Hello? You know, my love of God, because I want the life in me. Jesus is the bread of life. Come on. If it's stale and old, get rid of it. If your belief system is stale and old, get rid of it. <laughs> See, beloved of God, when they showed the bread, the people rejoiced, Pastor. If you read it in Exodus and Numbers, they rejoiced when they saw the bread because they thought, look what the Lord has done. But one time they got sick of the manna. They got sick of it. They said, we want some meat. I guess they were wanting to make a euro. Anybody ever had a euro? Oh, if you've never had gyro, it's a lamb and beef mix, and it's on a shawarma, and they slice it off, and they put that hot meat on there with some tzatziki and some, you know, some lettuce and tomatoes, and sometimes they put some feta cheese on it. Is there Greek restaurants around here? I want one. Amen. Huh? Anybody have a have a Greek food uh, gyros? Oh, you got to Everybody said I went to Arby's. I have a turkey gyro. Not not eat the same. <laughs> but beloved God. They were sick of manna. So God said, okay, I'll give you quail. And then God said, says Mary, I'll give you so much quail, it'll run out of your nose. And then they were like this, you know, God, we changed our mind. Can we have our manna back? Amen. Hello? Don't discount the bread. The bread is life. There's life in the bread. And Jesus is your bread of life. He is your all in all. When you don't know anything, when you're starving spiritually, Jesus is the bread of life. When you're starving physically, Jesus is the bread of life. When you're starving mentally, Jesus is the bread of life. When you're starving financially, Jesus is the, oh, hallelujah. You say, how do I get a hold of Jesus? How do I do that? Well, beloved of God, hallelujah, every day you need to take a bite of your manna. Every day you need to open it up and start eating it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not see against you. Thy word is a lamp and a light. Oh, glory to God. Thy word is forever settled in heaven. You perform your word. That's what we need. We need the bread of life. Amen. Some of y'all are starving to death sitting in church. Do you know why? Because the pastor's preaching. He's serving, but you're not eating because you just don't like that. See? I'm part Italian. I love Genoa salami oh, and hard salami and I love pork Italian sausage but Teresa I can't eat it many years ago I started having a reaction to it it's just the devil everybody can eat if Connie starts eating ham and kisses me too long I'm like huh because that pork man but you know what I started doing I, I thought Lord I'm taking authority over this and my wife said, honey, let's pray. I said, let's pray, baby. So I started eating pork rinds, just trying to get it back in my system. And, and you know, how many likes chicharrones? Anybody? Woo! Glory to God! You get some of that fresh chicharrones with a little layer of meat, a little bit of crust, and, oh, God, mm. Ooh, and some chile. Oh, girl, I'm telling you. Some nopales and eggs with it. 
I should have been Mexican, huh, brother? I know too much about that food. Amen. Well, it's because my three kids are Mexican. They're full-blooded. But beloved of God, hallelujah, I come out here, and I don't know what y'all bake your pork rinds with, but every time I eat them out here, I start going, <coughs> and I'm st I have to start praying, God, God, help me, Lord. But I've never had that problem with the Word of God. Did it choke me a little bit when I swallowed it because it was convicting me of something? Yeah, but I went ahead and took another bite of it. Yeah, some of y'all, your problem is, like pork rinds, you're allergic to this. Yeah, you, you find ways not to eat it. Uh, you, I, I, you know what you need? You need some Benadryl around when you eat this. Amen. Huh? Uh, and, and, and God is saying, what is your Benadryl? It's faith. Amen. God, everybody's like this. Lord, I need a scripture. God, give me a word that God will change my life. And you open it up. And it says, and thou shalt be punished for all thy sins. And you shut it and say, no, that's not the word, God. Give me another word, God. And you open it again. And it says, you shall walk through the valley of the shadow of death. No, God, I need another word. God, that's not for me. That's for somebody else. Then you open it, and it says, I'll bless you coming in and going out. Oh, hallelujah. I got my word. Amen. <laughs> like the lottery. I call my wife. <laughs> I say, honey, get your lotto Bible out. Because she's like this. Come on, lucky scripture. Amen. Hello. <laughs> How many wants to bread a life? I asked Brother Daniel to bring this stand up both of you is this the ones you have a prayer request is this correct cancer has come back that wasn't God pastor told me they asked for prayer I'm going to send this with you I don't know if you can get this bread to them or if they're in another state or anything Go make a sandwich for them. Don't even tell them what it's about until they start eating it. When they start eating it, then tell them, this bread's been prayed over. We're going we're gonna to act, this is the bread of life. Amen. What are they like? They, they like ham and cheese or peanut butter? He's having a hard time. How many believes he's going to not only swallow this, but keep it down? How many believes that? Stomach cancer? Uh, what kind of cancer? Esophagus? So when he swallowed it, it went up like that. No more. In Jesus' name. Does he know the Lord? Have him eat this first. Have a sandwich with him. Really. We're going to believe God saves his life, changes his life, and heals his body. Yeah. I believe that. Amen. How many believes God can go and heal him? Yeah. Let me encourage you. See this man behind you? His name is Brother Larry. Okay, Brother Larry goes to Abundant Life Church in Exeter. I prayed for a lady. I never met her in my life. But God showed me what was going on in her body. She was on a transplant list for kidneys and liver. That was a month ago. She went to the doctor one week after I prayed for her. The doctors said your kidneys are operating normal and they took off the transplant list for kidneys. Is this true, Brother Larry? Her liver enzymes were up to 19. Anything going up towards 40 is not good. After we prayed for it, it dropped down to 12. Is this right? It dropped down seven points. And they said, we don't even have to see you again for three months. This happened just a month ago. Not only is God going to do that, but brother, at the base of your neck, God has given you a touch. As you're standing there with that bread, you need a healing in the base of your neck, and God is going to give you a touch tonight. Before you leave here tonight, God is going to heal you because there has been damage in the back of your neck. Sometimes it's even hard for you to go like this and look anywhere, but you're going to be healed tonight. Do you believe God can do this? I've never talked to you about anything, but I know what God spoke to me. In fact, sometimes even in the middle of the night, you'll wake up and it hurts. And you're thinking, I just want this to stop. In fact, oh, hallelujah. It's almost like I see a shot. Hallelujah. In, the back, in your back, a shot. Have you ever had a shot in your back? Three of them. I, I, do you believe God can give you a shot of the Holy Spirit? Step out here, man. 
I want you to take a bite of that in the name of Jesus. Everyone stretch your hands. Hallelujah. God's healing his spine right now. I didn't know anything. You've never told me about him having shots, correct? I, I don't talk to anybody. I've never talked to you about that. Am I telling you the truth? If God knows that about you, and if God can heal this woman of kidney, I believe that you, man of God and woman of God, are going to pray, and we're going to see a miracle. In the name of, everyone stretch your hands and say, God, do it right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I want you to anoint that bread. Brother, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, there's an anointing that's going to come on you in the name of, here, God, brother, you're going to feel the anointing of God right now when pastor puts his hand on you. Now, shut the Oh, come on, church. Come on, church. He's going to be completely restored. Hallelujah. My sister right here, I want you to stand up. Yeah, I had a prayer request for you. How many knows we ought to say what's God and what's not God? And I asked them, I said, don't tell me too much. And they said, I just want you to pray for them. Somebody cared enough for you to request prayer for all three of you. Are you all three related? Yeah. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> I, I, did you tell me that? I might not have heard it. Because, man, y'all could pass for, like, you're related. Amen. <laughs> but, honey, you're the one that needs this bread first tonight. I'm going to give this to you. I'm, look at that. I'm giving you a big piece. <laughs> You know why? Because three things God's going to do for you tonight. The first thing, there's a healing in your emotions coming tonight. Your emotions have been just crushed so hard. Well, that's, a, that's pretty good then, isn't it? That's right there. But do you know what the Word of God says? It says, I'm crushed on every side, but not destroyed. Not broken and not destroyed. Secondly, God is going to give you a healing in your thinking and in your thoughts because your mind has been so clouded with so much. And thirdly, God's going to just restore love and joy back in your spirit tonight. And He's going to heal you in the name of Jesus. It's so, I'm so glad you came tonight. You didn't even know somebody was already concerned about you. Somebody already requested prayer. I want you to do me a favor, honey. I want you to just take a bite of that. Take a bite. And don't tell me you are allergic to gluten. Just eat it. You know what you just did? You just started the breath of life coming back. I see you in an empty place in your, it's like you're standing in a house. God, I'm going to do it through Jesus. Do you believe he can do it? I see you standing in an empty place. And this place is just dark. And you feel like, God, what else can happen? But you're going to take this bread tonight. And God has to minister to you first before he can minister to your family. Do you believe God can touch you and your son tonight? Do you believe it? You said your son? It's okay. We're here for you. God's going to do it. What's your name, honey? Jameen. That's a beautiful... Jimmy. Like a boy. Yeah, no, no. Hey, that's okay. His name's Timmy, like a girl. So we're good. Well, I grew into it. Dad said I would. I love you know, you know what? My name is Jay Hurt. I don't have a middle initial. I don't have any other name. Just J-A-Y. But there's a man in this area that always spells my name like the street in Porterville. I'm J-E. Every time he meets me. J-A-Y-E. J-E. Amen. Jimmy, I want you to raise your hands. I know this may seem different to you, but you're going to feel the warmth of God all over you. I'm sending healing to your son. Are you able to get around your son where you could give him a piece of bread? Yes. I'm going to send some bread with you tonight. I want you to make him a sandwich. I want you to make him a piece of toast with it. And God's going to heal. I was getting ready to pray for her, but... I keep hearing the name Carl. Someone's praying for Carl. And God's doing it in the name of Jesus. I want you to worship the Lord right now. And then, Father, I want you to touch Sister Jimmy, Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I speak, God, your touch 
Hallelujah. Right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And you know what? All three of you are going to get strength tonight. Because all three of you are needing strength tonight. Hallelujah. Not only did I have a prayer request for you, but I had it for all three of you. Because all three... God, I commend this boy to be healed, Lord. This son to be healed. Restore his life in the name of Jesus. If God can heal kidney disease, God can reach in. There's a root that God is going into your son, and God is removing that root out of him. It has grown in to his body, and I speak healing right now in the name of Jesus. It's almost as if I see a darkness, hallelujah, that is a root that is growing into his body. It's a, it's, it's a foreign substance that the devil has attacked him with, and it's almost like a cancerous type thing that is growing, but it's being healed right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a person here tonight. You have a blood disorder. God's healing your blood disorder right now. I want you to worship the Lord right now. God's healing your blood disorder right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, th there's someone here tonight you've been dealing with. Uh, you're anemic. God is going to heal you right now in the name of Jesus. There's somebody watching right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been dealing with, hallelujah, an attack with your blood. Oh, hallelujah. I hear that word again, anemic. Hallelujah. You're here tonight. Is that you? Girl, we're going to get your eyes healed. We're going to get your your, 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 your your internals healed. Get down here right now. It's you. I, get down here quickly, quickly. Hallelujah. In fact, hallelujah, there's, there, there, there's someone else you've been dealing with that. Who is that? Is that you? Stand up, honey. Hallelujah. Look at that. That's why I grabbed two pieces of bread. See, hallelujah, y'all think I'm just talking, but no, when God speaks to me, I have to obey God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Sis Catherine, would you come here to this young lady? I want you to take that right there. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Take this right here. And when I tell you, I want you both to eat this. Hallelujah. I don't know how you're going to know when you're not anemic anymore, but whenever you go get another checkup, hallelujah, I believe you're going to just come out and the doctor's going to say, wow, your eyes work, your internal works, and you're not anemic anymore. And hallelujah. Not only that, but glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord. I speak against this spirit in the name of Jesus. Sister Mary, there's been a mental battle going on. A battle of the thoughts, a battle of the mind in and around your family is going to stop in the name of Jesus. This mental thought, let me tell you something, just because they're pastors, you don't know what they deal with before they get here. But that is going to stop in the name of Jesus. In fact, there is somebody here tonight, you're losing blood, but God is going to heal you tonight in the name of Jesus. I feel this right now. Begin to worship the Lord. Pray for that young lady. When I tell you, both of you, take a bite. Right now, take a bite. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Father, right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Hallelujah. You say, why are you having them pray? Because these are their family members. And what better way? Hallelujah. 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 It's Come on, church. Come on, church. Uh, bread of life. Bread of life. Somebody's about to get their healing tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Audra, step up right now. Come here, honey. I'm sick of you dealing with this. Hallelujah. Make sure I'm saying fi fibromyalgia. Uh, is it fibromyalgia? 
it affects your bones, it affects your muscles, but it's going to stop. Not only that, but there is someone, hallelujah, you have the beginnings of lupus, but God's going to heal you in the name of Jesus right now. God's going to heal you right now. Brother Tim, come stand next to your wife. When I tell you, Sister Audra, you went and bought this bread for me today. When you went and bought it, hallelujah, you bought the freshest bread. I'm telling you, it's fresh. I took a bite of it back there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone stretch your hands this way. God's going to heal her of fibromyalgia. How many believes God can do it? Sister, you believe God can do it? <clears throat> there is someone, it's almost like a lupus symptom. Uh, sometimes it even hurts to have uh, 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 clothes on or, 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 or bedding on you. And God's going to heal you. Hallelujah. I feel that so strong. Is that you too? It hurts to have clothing and bedding on? That's what I'm feeling? It's going to stop in the name of Jesus. No more. It seems like for the last decade, it's just gotten worse and worse. You could be feeling good and within hours. No more in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me, you, 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 you two ladies right here. Hallelujah. Sister Audra, when I tell you, I want you to take a bite of it right now. You're going to feel the power of God. Take a bite of it right now. Healing. Healing. Chew it up good. Chew it up good. Chew it up good. Hallelujah. Chew it up good. Run da 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 Go ahead. Chew it up good, sis. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Now, ladies, pray for her. Right now, in the name of Jesus, here it comes. When I tell you, throw your hands up. Now, throw your hands up and receive, 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 receive in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come here, brother. Hallelujah, we got a special prayer request right now. Your brother? Your nephew. What part of Oklahoma? Do you know? I know exactly where Wagner is. It's right up from Muskogee. I want everyone to send your prayers right now. Stretch your hands towards this man. His nephew was in a bad car accident in Wagner, Oklahoma. And it just happened while we're in church. How many knows, like Jairus' daughter... Like the, 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 the centurion said, Lord, send the word. How many believes we can send the word? Jimmy. 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 Yes. You're Jimmy Don. Yes. That's Jimmy. What's your middle name, Jimmy? Don't tell me it's Don too. Uh, Diane. They're all related. Oh, you're related? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know? Okay. Amen. It must have been something that day. Everybody's like, I want to name my kid Jimmy Diane. Aren't you glad your middle name's not Diane? Amen. That'd be like the boy named Sue. Amen. Brother, Brother Jimmy, what's your nephew's name, son? Uh, Randy Dwarf. Randy. Will you step in for Randy for me? Yes. Would you take a bite of that bread for his healing right now? Yes. Everyone stretch your hands right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. Yes. Pretty good, isn't it? I want everyone to say, God, go to Wagner, Oklahoma right now. God, I want you to save him, and I want you to heal him. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And brother, because you were willing to step up here, not only is God going to Oklahoma, I want a good praise report. You guys let me know the praise report, okay? But not only that, but brother, just now, when you took that, there's a healing taking place on the right side of your body. Hallelujah. There's a healing coming down through here right now. There's a touch of God right now over you in the name of Jesus. And God is restoring you. Not only that, but God is moving in your family tonight in the name of Jesus. Right now, everyone begin to worship with Brother Jimmy. Brother Jimmy, say, God, thank you for healing him. And for protecting in Jesus' name. Now raise both the hands up high above your head and say, God, I'm free. I'm victorious in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory Brother Paul, would you stand up, please? That healing in your neck. In fact, it's almost like in the rotator cup of your shoulder and it's caused like a numbness at times is this correct and the, am I doing okay right now okay and and, 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 and it's almost like a, a numbness sometimes comes down especially in the middle of your hand but it comes down because of the rotator cut problems and sometimes it even hurts to go like this is this correct all the time it's going to stop in Jesus name God God is going to heal you when I I want you to take a bite of bread please 
Oh yeah, oh, chew it up, brother. Oh, he, he's a man. He, he took a man bite there. Hallelujah. Sister Sue, are you ready for God to touch him too? Huh? Oh, you're going to eat? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. You can have a part of his bread. Oh, you wait till you get home. Okay. Well, I'll serve you a little piece, okay? Are you ready, brother? When I tell you, I want you to lift both your hands up like this. Here, Sister Sue, you're going to hold his bread for him, honey. I, 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 don't speak that doubt. Don't speak that doubt. Are you ready, Brother Paul? I don't care how long it's been, but you're going to lift your arms up higher you've ever done. Lift them. Lift them in the name of Jesus. Now go like this. Do it. How's that feeling? Now go like this. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. When you usually do that, you start feeling a numbness because it's dark. But I want you to go like this. You're not feeling it right now. Hallelujah. And that, that tingling in your elbow, it's not doing it. Brother, I want you to walk towards me right now. Not only that, hallelujah, but go ahead. Woo! Hey! <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Come on! Who did that for you, brother? How's that feeling? Is that okay, Sister Sue? Amen. Come on, give the Lord. <laughs> Woo! Now, see, I'm going to tell you, those of you who get your healing tonight, the minute you walk out that door, the devil's going to tell you, you were just excited. No, you get up and you say no more. I don't need no more shots. I don't, I don't need no more medicine on that. I'm healed. One more time, Brother Paul. Come on. Come on, give Jesus praise. Ooh, I feel the Holy Spirit in here. What do you say? It does feel better. He said, he looked at her and said, it does feel better. Air five, somebody say, I'm in Jesus. What about you? Thank you for giving to the Lord. I could tell you right now some things, and I know you would give for it. I know you would. If I told you, and Pastor knows, Brother Wittenberg knows, but there are some things that I've been praying for. And you know what? A year ago, we left this church. Well, a year ago, February. And every one of our meetings were canceled. We did not have a revival until November of last year. Everything was shut down. Other than two Sundays, we had no revival. All the revivals were canceled. We, we had to stop on the way home and spend $3,200 to fix that beautiful vehicle. We were going to get rid of it last year, but due to the lack of revivals, our ministry wasn't able to help us get a new vehicle. Beloved of God, I would put another 156,000 miles on my car if it can get one soul saved. And how many believes we ought to do all things to get people saved? Amen. Beloved of God, tonight as you partake in this bread of life service, I want you to receive God's anointing. I need ushers down here tonight because I feel the Holy Spirit's going to be around here strong in just a moment. I feel it. But beloved God, you say, brother, what do you feel like God is speaking to you? I can tell you this. The Lord spoke to me. If two people could obey God before the end of this revival, they would sell $3,000 to help this ministry. We just got invited to go speak at a Russian group that I met a man one time, and he said, God spoke to me. You need to come speak to us. They're going to have to interpret for us. Beloved of God, this could open many doors, but we want to do it at the, same, uh, the right time. How many wants to pray with us that will reach them? Amen. Beloved of God, I want you to pray tonight what to give. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, God, for your love and your, your grace. I thank you for what you're healing tonight and blessing tonight and moving tonight. And Lord, as we partake of this bread, Lord, I believe we're going to get testimonies from Oklahoma from Jackson, from Lindsay, from around the world, God, of healings and miracles and salvations. Lord, I thank you for the refreshing you've been giving to Lindsay. And I want this refreshing to go to Visalia and, and God, Exeter and Ivanhoe and Bakersfield and Fresno. God, go all the way to the capital and God convict those sinners in their life.
lifeguard of their sins and bring them to the knees of repentance. And Heavenly Father, I believe tonight, right here in this service, God, you could speak to a number of people. God, some God will sow a sacrificial offering of $10. God, some will sow a sacrificial offering of 1000 God, some may only God give five, while others God will give 50 or 500 But God, let us remember, it's not the amount we're giving, it's just simply the obedience. And God, if we've been blessed, let us give like we've been blessed. And Lord, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, Amen.